Hello, and welcome to On Staging, a community theater-focused discussion podcast highlighting the development and staging of theater productions in Calgary and the surrounding area. I'm Kyle Gould, and today I'm joined by Kaylee Richards, director, producer, actor, set designer, choreographer, Jill of all trades, General Ne'er-Do-Well, but for purposes of today's interview, the director of Bumble's Big Christmas Adventure. Joining Kaylee today, I am delighted to have Bumble's, performed by Colleen Bishop. You on podcast land do not get to see the delight with which I said the word bumbles and caused everyone to react, but that is what happened. You probably, no, you doubtlessly know Colleen from her three decades of work in Calgary theater with about a million production companies doing about a million different roles, which I am always and increasingly in awe of. And I said all of that just to make Colleen embarrassed even though the only people here are the ones who already know all the things she does. Finally, because it's not a dynamic duo without the other half of DIY theater, musical director, and fellow performer within Bumble's Big Christmas Adventure, and someone I've looked forward to talking to for a very long time, Shelby Reinitz. Shelby, Colleen, and Kaylee, welcome to the show. Hello. Thank you. So, Bumble's Big Christmas Adventure is a production filled with amazing people and names I know very, very well. But please, tell us all about it. What is Bumble's Big Christmas Adventure? Oh, that's a big ask, because it is a big adventure. Bumble's Big Christmas Adventure is a wonderful Christmas-themed show where we follow Bumbles, our magical Christmas elf, through the trials and tribulations of trying to bring back the Christmas magic that they have unfortunately broken in Santa's workshop. So we get to go on a wonderful adventure to Hawaii. We get to meet some really wonderful side characters like the Easter Bunny, the Tooth Fairy, and a magician, which is always exciting to have additional characters that aren't Christmas-related in a Christmas-themed show. Bumbles then returns to Santa's workshop and hopefully is able to save Christmas. It sounds like an utter delight. It is written by Ingrid Hansen Smythe. When was it written and how did you come upon it? It was written in 2011 for Storybook Theater's Cookie Cabaret when they used to do it. And the way that we came into connection with it is actually through Burt Church Theatre, who is the producing company. They chose the show and then they put a call out to performers or small production companies to actually build the show for them. That is so cool. I have a signed copy of a book of Ingrid Hansen Smythe's Upstairs that I used to read to my eldest child all the time because Ingrid Hansen Smythe is the wife of Steve Hansen Smythe, fellow Morpheus alum and performer of uh, Sheer Delight, who I love sharing a stage with Mm -hmm. at any given time. So kudos and shout outs to them, though Calgary misses them both an exceptional amount. They are doubtlessly making Vancouver Island, a much more enriched, cultured place. Mm-hmm. And Steve wrote the music for Bumble's Big Christmas Adventure. That makes perfect sense. Yes, yeah. and it's, it is a musical. Yeah, Burt Church is putting it on. Okay, so mm-hmm. Burt Church found and, it, and then Burt Church mm-hmm. came to you. What is DIY Theater's connection to Burt Church Theater? Last year, another artistic director in the community was approached by Burt Church Theater about Who's that? Cody Royan. Of Chromatic Theater. Um, oh. Yeah, was approached by Burt Church about doing their Christmas show last year, and he suggested us for it. Um, so Burt Church contacted me, had a little bit of an interview with me, and then let me know that they were going to put out a posting for this. They asked us to submit for it, but they wanted to make sure that it was a fair process. So It was open applications, um, so we submitted last year, and we were selected to do Twas the Night Before Christmas by Ken Ludwig. And then same thing this year, they put out a general call for a production company to come in and do the show. We submitted same as last year, and they selected us. So, How long ago did all of that happen? It was in the summer. I think we found out 
late August that we had been selected. And do you do a lot of work for the submissions? So when you find out that the submissions are open, they contact you in this case, or some of you sometimes when a submission is, you just notify, you notice it on the website or the Mm -hmm. internet. How does DIY theater come together to make a submission? So what I have done is focused on the strengths of the company and the fact that we have a certified fight director who we work with. That's Rico Pfeiffer, who is also in the cast. Excellent. We also have a certified intimacy director, Anastasia Saint-Amand, that we work with. We've got very experienced directors that we work with. Sometimes I will suggest myself as a director. Sometimes I'll say Kaylee. Sometimes I might put somebody else's name in there, just depending on what the project is. I like to talk about our experience with music as well. I speak to Kaylee's uh, background as a choreographer and basically just suggest that we're a very well-rounded team and can handle whatever the uh, producing company is looking for. And so do you then, as DIY, do you have to approach your board to complete a submission to a show like this? Or how do you, like, or do you wait for the board to get involved and approve and put together a DIY production once you've gotten the opportunity? I consider that part of my outreach to the community as artistic director of the company. So I usually just go out there and pursue these opportunities and then I'll tell them to the board after. (laughs) And they're usually okay with it. I mean, it's, they're a board of a, of a theater company. Their their, their goal is to make theater. So they're like more than overjoyed, but that is different from a normal, you went out and picked a show and then put it up and put it on together and developed it yourself sort of process. This Mm -hmm. one here is, Hey, we would like to ally ourselves with this group. Now, Burt Church Theater is, uh, seems like a very upstanding. Burt Church is the name of the person who sponsored it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's attached to the high school, Burt Church Yeah, high that's school. why I was like, yeah. it's not a church. So no. Burt Church is a person. And do you look at who they are and what they represent before you apply for such things? And how, and because you're, you're working in Alliance. I realized that because I, I was talking to Baker Miller Pink for Taylor's version previously, which was a co-pro that you guys did with them earlier, helped them put this thing on. How do you look at it for that sort of thing what do you look for when you're doing uh, a production with another company bird church theater is a little bit of an anomaly in that regard because it's actually the the theater the facility is run by the city of airdrie so in essence we're partnering with the city of airdrie to do a show at bird church theater so that's helpful. <laughs> okay. And so you're like, let's work with the city of Airdrie. And the city of Airdrie is actually pretty cool. I've talked to Robin McKittrick, yeah. who I believe is also in this show right. yes. and is the head of um, uh, Nose Creek Players. They do a lot of work with Airdrie mm-hmm. community as well in the air- the city there too. So I know that their values are all aligned with regards to community theater and theater itself. So mm-hmm. that's great. So they already had the show in mind and they were looking for people to produce it and direct it, put it all together. Is somebody with the city, uh, were they part of the original production? Is that how they found the script? I would imagine that's probably how, yeah. It's um, Kirsty Galland, who was, I believe she works in the box office for Burt Church Theatre. Yeah, and she was in the original production. Oh, wow. Back in 2011, when it was put on by Storybook. Yeah. So they already had approached Ingrid Hansen-Smythe for the rights to do the show. So you didn't have to worry about any of that component as well. So it's late summer, August time. You have gotten approval to the go ahead to do the show. You've thrown it at your board and forced them to nod, say yes. Yeah. And what happens next? So then Kaylee and I have a conversation about how we're going to budget the show. Part of the agreement with Church Theatre is we get a lump sum of money and they let us use it however we want in order to put on the production. So, so is it a sack of money or <laughs> I mean, it's Christmas With time so that kind on. of works. <laughs> I mean... To fall off the back of a bricks trunk and you get one of them and they get the other. It's a it's an exciting amount of money for a company DIY size. It's probably twice the budget that we normally have for a show. Do you want to share that? Or is that something you want to keep under wraps? Because some companies are very like, we don't want to talk about the dollars and cents. I mean, I think that's okay to 
to talk about it because it, it, let's be honest, theater is very expensive to mm. produce. It really is. And it especially is. now with the cost of everything, everything. we're going to get real, real right now. The cost of everything increasing from just even the rehearsal space that we're in, The I'm sure the venue costs have gone up as well. So to be given the money and been trusted to be like, you budget this how you see fit mm-hmm. and where you feel like you need to allocate money to is incredibly helpful because otherwise it's us looking at our own bank account yeah. and being like, well, this is how much we have. I guess I can get another loan from my mom. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hopefully we'll pay her back. Yeah. From do we do another winter car wash? sales? Yeah. yeah. It's uh yeah, it's very difficult. So this is it is quite the the gift to have a company come to us and say, here's your money, go play. It's like, oh, thank you. Yeah. We will go play. Thank you yeah. so much. Yeah. So it's uh, been a, a bit of a relief in that sense that it's, it's not coming out of our pockets, sometimes literally Yeah, that it, that is all taken care of. And uh, yeah, like Shelby said that it is a very sizable budget for a, a company of our size. Does that mean that you're a smaller company or you're a middle sized company? Or does that mean <laughs> that you're like, you know, why <laughs> haven't we been in the jube yet to do <laughs> Hades Town for Broadway across Canada? I mean, I would say our ambitions are a large theater company ambitions. Okay. But practically speaking, and we've said this to each other a number of times over the, even the past few years, is that we feel like we're getting too big for our boots mm, right now. Yeah. That right. we're... Uh, you need new boots. Yeah, we're new kind boots. of pigeonholed because we can't afford new boots. Right. So we're at the, oh, they're a bit too small for us, but we can't move any further because we don't have the next size up. So right now it's actually, the boots are pinching and it's very uncomfortable. Right. So yeah, uh, and I think a lot of our colleagues in the industry would see DIY as a, a small theater company, but that doesn't mean that we aren't actively trying to grow. We would love to one day engage people on a dot equity contract or even a full equity contract. Mm-hmm. It's just, we, we again, it all comes down to that those dollar signs that we need more of that right. in place to then pursue these people because we believe that the shows that are chosen, the talent that we continuously work with are all deserving of a fuller professional grade of money, I guess. Yeah. It just, we we unfortunately can't provide that at this point. It's, it's tough goings out there for a theater company. Yeah, it's very tough. And especially I find that we struggle to figure out where we fit in the Calgary theater community. Right. Yeah, um, that's one of my comments. My questions I was going to ask towards the end, but let's get to it now. <laughs> where the heck does DIY theater fit in the scheme of Calgary theater? Because I see you guys all over the place Yay. from the community theater stages that we'll see on stage and in the area and whatnot and evergreen spaces and whatnot. And now in the Burt Church Theater. But I've also seen you guys in Arts Commons as well and Engineered Air. So uh, where do you guys fit? Is it just because of that, you know, where our feet are stretched for their for their shoes? I think so. Yeah. Well, we call ourselves a semi-professional company. So all of our performances, productions are paid, but they're paid on an honorarium level. So we can't engage equity artists unless we have really, really special permission, but we just haven't done that. But to the outside looking in, we have audience members sometimes who think that we're the same size as like a downstage theater, which is Absolutely not the case. But in other instances, we'll get bundled in with community theater, which I feel is also not where we fit for a lot of different reasons. I think a lot of community theaters actually have a lot more resources than we have. So we do things on a smaller level than that, but we do things on a paid level. So that's kind of a big difference Yeah, in that. And yet it's not equity. It's honorarium based. It's usually connected to the budget of the production itself. And so when it comes time for DIY theater productions to get nominated for awards, do you file yourselves into the Bettys? Because it certainly don't see you into the Cat Awards, right? No. Unfortunately, we don't qualify for either at the moment. And I know that that's something that I've had conversations with Sean Anderson about with regard to the Cat Awards and how indie theater can be included because it is such a different beast. Yeah, But the Betty Awards have very specific guidelines as well. You need to pay your performers a certain amount of money in order to qualify for the Bettys. Yeah. And we are an organization, we actually don't receive government funding. We've received one grant and 
other than that, we have survived on donations and ticket sales for eight years now. Eight years you have managed to keep the lights on and operate as a for-profit theater company. Yes and no. We we, uh, we do have our charitable status. Oh, okay. So yeah, we are, we're a registered nonprofit. We have our charity status. We just don't receive funding. Wild. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because you don't want to or? We haven't applied for project-based funding. We okay. have now applied for sort of gateway into organizational funding. And because arts funding in Alberta is a super fun thing, we just haven't. It's not a super fun thing. It's you just really made not. it sound like it's something anybody can get into. <laughs> Do not get into this. It will swallow your soul. It's terrible. Until you get your first casino. And then suddenly there's a whole bunch of money and a lot of like money grubbing, angry people mm. coming out of the woodwork you never knew about beforehand. Yeah. And then you don't have a casino after that because things fall apart. So... <laughs> Uh, And I speak from a ton of experience. You're not speaking from experience, are you? (laughs) So it'll swallow your soul. And yet yet, we still are here. Why? How? I don't. Anyway. Because there are certain aspects of it we all love. Mm -hmm. And one of those things we all love is getting to put on great, fun, Mm. exciting musical shows like Bumble's Big Christmas Adventure. Yes. So once you've made the decision that, okay, we've got a big pile of cash, we can actually do something with this. Like Kaylee said, we can go play. Well, before you play, the work has to begin. So what do you do with that decision once you have it? How did you decide on the director for this production? Because it def- I'm looking at, and everybody looks at Shelby right now because it definitely is Shelby that had to make this decision. <laughs> it's true. There were a couple of different factors that went into selecting the director this year. Initially, is it because how hot she is? Like, is that factor? It's, it is it is one of the factors. Okay, I figured. Yeah, yeah. It's then true. how do I have the job? Oh, man. I was going to say, I'm older. Like, seriously. You said not at last. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly <laughs> it. <Touched> your nose. <laughs> Usually, I'll think of myself as a director. First, first and foremost? First and foremost, Kay. yeah. Myself as an artist, though, I like the opportunity to be able to play as well. Right. Um, I find that I don't get a lot of work as an actor in Calgary. So I wanted an opportunity to be on Because you stage. haven't done a Morpheus show. I, uh, it, it totally <laughs> is. I know. <laughs> I have been thinking about going out for the GNS show for a good couple of years. I just haven't done it yet. Oh, I hear auditions are coming up in January for the gondoliers. Yeah, yeah. And so you should uh, throw your hat in the ring. <laughs> it's a great show. It's a lot of fun. Fantastic music. We will see. I might get peer pressured into it. <laughs> it's my wife's favorite. Oh, really? Of all of the GNS oh. shows, mm-hmm. Marie Claire loves gondoliers the most. There you go. Yeah. What else can be said? Uh, so you you thought of yourself, you threw yourself to the side because you're like, maybe there will be a role for me if I pick the right director. Did you go to Kaylee right away? Or did you just say Kaylee or the director, haha, and run away? What happened there? I mean, I always want to make sure that it's a project that Kaylee's actually interested in directing. So both of us had been kind of like, mm, yeah, we'd be okay to be in it. We'd be okay to direct it. And it seemed like a good idea, a better fit um, to put Kaylee in because she's an experienced choreographer. And taking myself out of the director position allowed me to fill the musical director position. Right. And that's something that I'm working on getting a little bit more experience in, particularly after I was able to work with Theatre Calgary as one of their mentee music directors. Oh, that was so cool. Yeah. I can't wait to ask you more about that, but let's (laughs) keep it to uh, Bumble's big Christmas adventure because that's what this is all about. Yeah. So... Is and that also, what happened, Kaylee? Did Kaylee loves Christmas the most. Mm-hmm. Kaylee does love Christmas. Mm-hmm. So you were a good fit for this because Christmas? Because Christmas. And I guess just to like circle back ever so slightly, being a smaller theater company, and yes, we were given this uh, wonderful uh, amount of money to do the show. It's also tough because it's definitely not a living wage. Right. So you are asking someone if it's not within the DIY immediate family, so Shelby or myself, to invest a lot of time and energy into something where you may not be compensated fairly, which in this day and age is a very hard ask to do when nobody's being paid enough. Mm-hmm. and Or like, at all. Uh, yeah, or yeah. at all. And the cost of living is just increasing. So I think that's always an ongoing factor for us as well, is choosing the appropriate artists across the board for our uh, creative team and for our cast. Absolutely. That we know we aren't putting them in a bad 
financial situation by asking them to take on so much time for so little money. And how much time, Jubal Park, it took you as director to direct this this production? If we're just talking directing... Yeah, just directing. Probably 15 to 16 hours a week. Mm -hmm. Wow. Um, And when did that start? September? November. Officially started November. Yeah, with rehearsals, Um, but... There's the whole casting. It's the whole pre to the pre to the pre. That's what I'm always interested in talking to people Mm -hmm. about because they know, all right, the show goes up in December. They probably started rehearsals in November. Mm -hmm. You know, they're really good at it. But it starts well before that because as Mm -hmm. you saw, as we we talked about already, you knew about this show in August. Mm -hmm. You you talked to Kaylee already probably in August. And so now it's September. Mm -hmm. As the director, what are you involved in doing leading into this for the production of the show. Mm-hmm. So then at this point, it's, again, sitting down with Shelby and being like, okay, our creative team, what roles do we think we need? What roles do we think that we could potentially lose for this particular production? What resources are Burt Church going to be able to provide us? They provide us with some technicians, so we know that we don't have to then take on that task of looking for technicians Mm -hmm. to help run the technical aspect of the show when we're in the space. We can now allocate So like a lighting operator and Mm -hmm. a a sound booth operator? Okay, yeah. It obviously alleviates that portion of the budget that can be spent on something else, which is really nice. And is that a formal thing that you guys discuss? Like it's probably, because you've been doing this for eight plus years. Mm -hmm. So do you have a formal list that you refer to when you sit down to talk about a show and you have, is it a formal get together? Do you, you meet at a coffee shop or do you meet at the office? Where do you, where does this happen? Is it just an email? Oh, the office. (laughs) (laughs) I wish we had an office space. That would have been really nice to have. I I was also picturing like the office at your mom's house. (laughs) It's like, like that's viable too, right? Like, although we are friends outside of DIY, we do, we do try very hard to keep DIY business separate from our personal friendship time. So we do have uh, staff meetings Mm -hmm. where we will get together. We have designated emails just for DIY stuff. So yeah, it was discussed in one of our earlier staff meetings. It must've been in, in September. Yeah, September, it must have been September yeah. because you were kind of busy in October. I was a little bit busy. <laughs> Someone got married. <laughs> Congratulations again, by the way. Thank you. Yeah, so we sat down in September and we're going through all of the positions and it's the, do we need a choreographer? Well, if we don't need a choreographer, where do we put this? But if we do have a choreographer, what else are we losing? And is that that discussion happening, talking about money and pay and as a big component to that, but also like how many hours you think that that is going to be of work as well? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Yeah. 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 We have a really bad habit too of looking at a production team and being like, okay, what can we do in-house? great. We can do directing. Kaylee can also choreograph. Kaylee is also really good at production design, particularly when it has to do with Christmas. <laughs> Shelby can musical direct, but if she has to, she can also do this or whatever. So it's it's taking on a lot of roles ourselves in order to make sure that we've got more money for the positions that we can't fill ourselves. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Did you have to go outside of the DIY close-knit to for anybody in this production team? We did. Yeah, we uh, had posted, I get, guess at this point, late September, early October, uh, for both our production team and for our cast. The cast, of course, we always get uh, plenty of submissions. What's plenty? How many did you get this time? Is it like 60, 80, oh, 100? Okay, maybe not plenty. Maybe not. <laughs> now you're okay, making us no. feel bad. <laughs> I'm really sorry, but no, like that's a lot for anybody. But I talked to a lot of community theater companies. Mm-hmm. Like FRC had mm-hmm. like over 50 people come out for Carrie, right? Like mm-hmm. it was ridiculous the number of people that they had to choose from. Mm-hmm. And you look at the audition call sheet for Rocky Horror Picture Show, okay. and that one had a ton really? of people. Uh, well, sign up. I don't know if they showed up, right? Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, you look up sign ups for these things, and then the most recent Morpheus trifecta with the two with their co pro and their own two shows mm-hmm. that had a ton of people coming out too as well but it was for three shows mm-hmm. so um it's always nice to put it into perspective what you guys think was a, a good number of auditioners less than 20 that's for sure yeah okay. i think it depends on the project for sure mm-hmm. but right yeah. because we're looking at a show that has what like five roles six six, six. six. yeah six roles it's also really hard because the show runs december 21st to the 24th so right. there are people who are interested in being involved but you have to commit to doing a show on christmas eve right mm-hmm. so. that's hard especially for anybody with small kids mm-hmm. yeah yeah 
which funnily enough, we did have a lot of younger performers submit for the show. That is possibly a Airdrie related component too. Mm. There are a lot more Mm. younger performers Mm -hmm. coming out in Airdrie of late because they are building that young community theater company up with Nose Creek players and the other things that are happening there. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's a very young scene. Okay, so you had 12 or so people audition. Did you call anybody up and say, we'd really love you to audition for this show or? About half our cast we did that with. Yeah. Folks that we have worked with in the past. So uh, Rico, who we've mentioned, he was in the show last year. Worked, in quotation (laughs) marks. (laughs) Forcibly made do the show because he's now related to DIY by marriage. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Robin, who also did the show last year with us. Oh, wonderful. Linnea Lobenstein, who also did the show last year. Uh, We asked to return, not only because they are trusted colleagues that had so much fun with us last year and we really enjoyed working with because they're wonderful people so that that's nice for us that was definitely a factor for me when building the production team and the cast to make sure that it wasn't just folks coming in from calgary right because of course like there are people like you said in airdrie that are keen and willing and want to do this and participate Um, and excited and talented and deserving of an opportunity in their own town absolutely and that's the nice thing is instead of them having to now truck down to calgary to do performances they actually get to stay in their city yeah their friends and family can hopefully come i mean airdrie is not that far but that can be a a big deal breaker it is a day a deal breaker the the people from airdrie robin and and mandy fusar smith have come to my house to do a podcast and i told them point blank i'm like i will probably never come to do a show because while you don't mind driving 40 minutes one way to get here i i would mind that three times a week yeah mm-hmm. so okay so there's two more people in the cast christian daly mm-hmm. where did this person come from shelby had worked with him over the summer actually mm-hmm. at the canmore summer theater festival and we were actually at taylor's version for opening night and christian was there and shelby's chatting with christian as she does and she's like oh christian did you know Kaylee's going to be directing Bumble's Big Christmas Adventure? Oh, am I, Shelby? <laughs> oh, <laughs> I didn't oh okay. that point. <laughs> well, maybe it wasn't public at that point. <laughs> I don't think it's it, fine. It's fine. It's, it's public fine. when I make it. Yeah, public. it was fine. <laughs> Obviously, I make the rules. And you I slap do. all the board in the face. <laughs> yes. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, Christian submitted and was cast. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah, just another wonderful addition to the the cast. He brings a wonderful energy and is so perfect everybody's perfect in their roles like (laughs) colleen's laughing but i think everybody's absolutely perfect (laughs) you should come sit on the other side of the table it's a great show to watch actually it's a lot of fun (laughs) it's so funny everybody has their little quirks Mm. and like Mm -hmm. little mannerisms that i'm like oh i don't know if that's a character thing i think that's a you (laughs) thing that you're doing (laughs) which i don't know to me makes the performance more honest yes um even though we are talking about elves and santa's workshop it can seem a bit fantastical i mean hard to ground it the root of any character begins with the self oh yeah so anything you do is still part of you even if you're pretending to be someone else Mm -hmm. (laughs) and that leads us to the last person the cast the third person sitting here who's been quiet so very very long did you get approached or did you no, audition I saw so the... you showed up with your scroll no, of well, previous work no 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 <laughs> so um i know like the bible <laughs> of like here are all the things okay. i've done just a side note as a woman in theater yeah. the amount of times i get rejected is probably the same amount of times that i get accepted like rejection is a Ooh, I get continual more. thing <laughs> yeah no. so it's, it's a continual it's... thing i'm not i, I don't bank on experience i saw the audition notice and i'm like well okay like i can do a show that close to christmas because it's not like on christmas and it's not like a month-long show it's a really tiny performance commitment and three days a week rehearsal commitment and i had worked with kaylee and shelby this time last year in constellations which we did in calgary and canmore And yeah, okay, so the reason I said in my email, they did video submissions, and the reason I said in my email, I don't know if you want to work with me, is because I had left Rico and Shelby on their own (laughs) with uh, this this new work that I'd agreed to produce, and then he said, oh, you should be in it. I'm like, I don't want to be in it, and but I didn't say no, and then I kind of had a tiny little bit of a breakdown, and it's like, nope, way too much, gonna stop. (laughs) Anyway, that's a whole other thing, and so I just kind (laughs) of left them high and dry and said, these guys know what they're doing, bye. (laughs) Hey, I'm glad that you knew enough to say when 
yeah and stop but that's good still i felt i'm glad that you actually do have that (laughs) button that you can push because sometimes i worry about how much you do i felt very guilty for leaving jim for leaving shelby and rico and and murray and and the rest of them to do a brand new show at a brand new venue it was a wonderful experiment that I never saw. Cause, <laughs> yeah, no, you were too busy emotionally and otherwise yeah. to do it. That's um, fair. And we super respect that. I'm yeah. Sure. But I didn't say that to anybody. Like, Murray's like, I hope you're okay. And I'm like, uh-huh, yeah, we're good. <laughs> <laughs> now we're good. Which now. is all the great code for, yeah, I've done too much. I, yeah. I have to take a step. I, yeah, I didn't really say anything. I just like, bye. Anyway, I submitted a video audition. What was it? At the deadline. And I knew it was for a kid's show. I found a Christmas song from Elf the Musical, and I did 16 bars of that, and then I read... A was ch- there dance? Was there jazz hands? No, I did it sitting in front of my computer. Oh, like, okay. I, like if I was doing a Zoom meeting, that's how I did it. I love that. <laughs> but you know, you can see my face. I can, Animated? I can express force, yeah. no, you can. myself on camera. And then because it was a kid's show, and I'd, that I said to myself a long time ago that the next time I was doing an audition for a kid's show that I was going to do... Um, the Pigeon Wants a Puppy mm-hmm. from Mo Willems. Yeah. And so I did that as my monologue and it really, really fits with Bumbles. Oh, good. And I was just submitting for any role. I thought I was more of a Dave, quite frankly, <laughs> but it really fits for Bumbles. So it, uh, uh, then I got the call that I was Bumbles. And I'm what like, is your Pigeon Wants a Cook? Well, I do. I have, I know Pigeon Wants a Cookie. Not, yeah. It's the same thing. Probably the same thing. Pigeon Wants a Puppy. Yeah. What's your Pigeon Wants a Puppy voice? Uh, I didn't do the full voice because no? it's not, okay. it's, it wouldn't translate to somebody who I'm not reading the story too. Um, what's your pigeon voice? Um, can I, I have okay. a cookie? Mine is. Mine is kind I of. I can. Oh. I can have a cookie. Yeah, like. <gasps> yeah, it's kind of oh. kind of very close to that. It's like I want a puppy right here, right now. Anyway, that's that's. <laughs> anyway, because like there's a coup, and I think it just but, automatically calls. Okay, into and question. again, total tangent. There's an anim- There's an app. There's a pigeon yep. app now, and I don't like the pigeon voice. It's it's like a baritone dude and i mean like, it makes perfect sense because it's mo willems but i always thought of the pigeon as like a squeaky girl but that's yeah just me. i always thought it was like a cooey all right we've tangented <laughs> and the two people sitting here are nodding politely <laughs> like i know what children's books are <laughs> i know way too many children's books off the top of my head yeah and now anyway, that i, I know, know i could use them as audition pieces that's well, pretty that amazing. one you can because it's all first person talking to the, yeah. to the reader yeah, right yeah, 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 it, yeah. you could do I'm gonna uh, walk the in monster and, at the end of the book. Actually, I'm gonna walk would be in okay. and good night moon this. That's gonna be great. That would that would be very. You could do like <laughs> dance to it or something. This um, is my audition for constellations <laughs> in the great green room. There's a telephone and a red balloon. That might I, work for a narrator. It role really for would sure. actually. Yeah, yeah, I had that book memorized for a while. Yeah, welcome to on staging and kids. Um, <laughs> so we have a full cast. You've submitted it on the deadline. Mm-hmm. And then like less than a week later, I got the email back and I'm like, oh, awesome. And so less than a week later, the two of you have sat down and figured out where everybody goes and how it's all going to fit. Or did you go build this role, get them to say yes, and then start piecing the other pieces after that? Well, I was at this time in Greece on my honeymoon, so. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. I love the fact that you get married in Canmore and then go and have the fantastic honeymoon as opposed to have the big wedding in Calgary and then you have no money left for honeymoon. Totally. Smart choice. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah. So because they were video submissions, I was able to look at the songs. Kaylee was able to look at the monologues and then she just pieced the puzzle together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is that how that worked? Was it, did you find your bumbles first? Where, how did it all come together? No, I think I had a couple of options for every role, but there were still a couple of key people that I was missing for particular characters, uh, Bumbles being one of them. In the script, it's written as being quite an acrobatic role, but... And a boy. And a boy. <laughs> it's written as a male character. Yeah, I was going to come to that. But let's put that aside for the mm-hmm, moment and mm-hmm. then figure out how you pieced this cast together. Yeah, so I started to reach out to a few people. Once a few people start to say yes, then... So who was first? Christian might have been was first. Christian, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Christian was first. You knew you were in the show. Shelby knew she was in the show. She just didn't know what role yet. Yeah. Because again, it's it's the balancing act right. of yeah. picking no, the right you're people. Like, Let's just make sure this works. Yes, absolutely. Uh, I think Linnea was 
second. Okay. It was one of those things I emailed every most people and I was like, hi, I'd like to offer you a role in the production. I just don't um, know what yet. I just don't know what role. Mm-hmm. So your cast, <laughs> I just can't tell you what character you are wow. at this point. Because okay. yeah, yeah, it, yeah, it, yeah, it is yeah. such you're trying a, to piece a, things together. It's a, such a puzzle to yeah. fit the right people. Especially since the other half of your brain is literally in Greece. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so it's not even like, hey, hey, Shelby, can we just text real quick about this? Oh, no, you're in Greece. Right. Fine. Yeah, you're cool. on a boat right now, yeah. or you're eating olives, something delicious. Being tan on a beach. <laughs> yeah, fine. Whatever. Um, oh, you're watching Rico look at knives again? Okay. Great. <laughs> Lucky that did you. actually happen to I, <laughs> I can see that in my head. Yep, yep. <laughs> he actually, so my turn to tangent. We were doing a wine tasting and somebody was asking about stage combat. And so he was like, he looked around at everybody oh and he's like, you know what? I'm just going to do this and did the like hitting his head on the table <gasps> thing. And everybody was like, what just happened? <laughs> so I had to turn around and be like, it's okay. He's fine. He knows what he's doing. But like, no warning that that's what he was going to do. People had just asked about stage combat. And he was like, well, this is an example. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> At the middle of like a winery. Yeah. It's like, no, he's not and drunk. They, and they cut him. <laughs> he's an actor. Yeah. You can't take the performer out of the theater. No, truly. like it's... all of the, the wait staff was all like what is happening but you're yeah. in greece <laughs> come on everybody where did this all come from this where's is true where is the origin story of the theater the theater absolutely okay so drawing it back you figured it all out and you've sent out all of the emails mm-hmm. and you've invited all of the people is there a pretty big contract that you put together for DIY theater performances? Because these are honorariums. You're getting mm-hmm. paid. You must have to have some form of contract. Mm-hmm. Ha- is that an established template document that you guys have had for years and years? And uh, where did it come from? Short answer, yes, we do have a contract because that is definitely one thing that we pride ourselves on is like trying as much as possible to do things, air quotes, by the book, just to make sure that the performers feel like they are being supported in the way that they need to be supported. And that we are also safeguarding ourselves. I think COVID was a real wake up example of the importance of having a contract, and the importance of having specific language in contract, and just being very clear in the language. So it's definitely something that's evolved throughout the years. It's almost gone through a review on an annual basis, just because the world changes, we find that we need to be clearer in our expectations of who we bring on to a show just everything needs to be black and white these days and is that your board that then reviews it or is there a committee on the board or do you pass that on to your external legal counsel i would love to say that we could afford external legal counsel but we cannot interesting okay our board president does have a background in hr and contract negotiations and things like that we pass it off to them it's very basic we don't get into crazy legalese or anything like that we just basically say this is our expectation of you Mm -hmm. and if you fall below that this is what could happen. And they're like, yep, this protects you. This is technically binding. You're good to go. We send that off. So it's a template that we already have. We obviously revise it for each show and each role, each performer, making sure we're using inclusive language and things like that. That is sent off. And then I just hope everybody signs it and doesn't decide to back out of the show. (laughs) Perfect. Okay. Bumbles is a male character Mm -hmm. in Ingrid Hansen Smythe's play and you've decided to cast Colleen. Mm -hmm. How did that come to be and what have you done as a result? Is Colleen playing a masculine character or have you taken some edits to the material to to change the pronouns in it, what has happened? We've definitely taken some edits within the show, not only just to update some of the language that isn't relevant or socially acceptable these days. Mm -hmm. The show was written in a different time. And then, of course, we did have a discussion Mm -hmm. about how Colleen would like to play the character. Do you want to play it male? Do you want to play it non-binary? Do you want to play it female? Right. Um, We ended up choosing to use female pronouns Mm -hmm. just because keeping in mind that it is geared towards a younger audience for them to see something visually that's one thing, but then we call them something else. They're amazing at knowing the difference nowadays. That yes. they're amazing and be like, oh, right. you go by he, him pronouns? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Boom, Perfect. he, him from Great. here on out. But yeah, like, mm-hmm. I get that too. And did you consult or have to consult Ingrid Hansen Smythe in regards to the changes to this text? or Not us and not directly. We've gone through, uh, like I mentioned, some 
text changes uh, throughout the show, some lyric changes as well, updating references, things like that. Yep. So we've passed that along to Burt Church, our producers, basically. I'm sure they have. I'm sure that's part of their contract with the the rights company and and. All the other components. Yeah, all the other components. So it's nice that they're doing that legwork because typically, again, that would have to be us reaching out to be like, hey, these are all the changes we are wanting to incorporate into the show. And so far, yeah, we haven't heard anything back. So I hope we're good. Great. So you went to Colleen and you said, who is Bumbles? And Colleen said? A four-year-old. You said, I'm a four-year-old. Yep. Mm -hmm. I said, maybe five. And doesn't matter if it's male or female, but is a preschooler who's high on sugar. (laughs) (laughs) And Christmas joy, mm-hmm. really into Santa. So yeah, that's basically where I'm approaching her from and trying not to, oh man, like I'm trying to get my stumbling and bumbling and acrobatic bendy self up again, but it's 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 not very acrobatic. It's way more bumbly and stumbly. <laughs> man, as soon as you hit like the eight year mark in a desk job, like the whole body just says, oh, we don't have to maintain that anymore. Mm. And then suddenly you can't move. And I don't think I was ever that great at it to begin with. <laughs> so it's not like I was an accomplished gymnast or anything. So now now she is a bumbly, stumbly preschooler running around in Santa's workshop, really without much to do, just get into trouble. So That's the best thing. <laughs> Give kids more to do, folks. <laughs> then they will get in less trouble. When did rehearsals start for you, Colleen? Beginning of November is when I found out I had the part and when we started rehearsals. And it was three times a week. Mm-hmm. From then yes. right until coming up here, yeah. Tech Week is <laughs> Sunday. moments away. Oh. And <laughs> how has it's a one hour production? Oh, There's five supporting people around mm-hmm. you, and you've got a lot to carry well, as Bumbles. No, I mean, every, there's a lot going on too. Yeah, everybody has a lot to do. Yeah. Um, the na- the thing's named after you, that's why. Yeah, so you have no, a lot to I carry. know, but at the same time, Rico and I are the only ones without costume changes, quick changes. Oh, that's lovely. Yeah, everybody else has a quick change in and out. How big is that quick change that Robin McKittrick is about to experience between the Easter Bunny and Santa? It's substantial. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think what, he has 90 seconds, maybe two minutes. Is the costume like yes. a complete revelation? E- completely different. Yes, completely different, which is funny. When we first interviewed and then approached our costume designer, Vanessa Taylor, I let her know, I'm like, hey, we're very DIY. Like, let's keep it super simple. Like, we can just do a basic layer and then we'll throw on a vest or a jacket or a scarf to tell the difference between these characters. She comes in and she's like, here's Santa, which to be fair, is Robin's own costume. Oh, okay. His own costume that he owns. But here's a full Santa hat, jacket, belt, boots, everything. And then she's like, here's a full rabbit, full onesie in a Hawaiian shirt, little tail and like slipper feet. And I'm like, oh, no, (laughs) not saying that it looked terrible, but just realizing that we have a quick change. Mm -hmm. And that's a lot of clothing to take off Mm, and put back on. But we we actually choreographed quick changes last weekend, Mm -hmm. and it went shockingly smooth. Oh, considering not only does Robin have a intense change shelby has an intense change from like a multi-layered elf outfit to a corseted full-on lace-up back ball gown ball gown yeah with wings and my grad dress yes oh my god really yeah from high school your grad high school no no i don't that's why it's lace up in the back (laughs) my wife pulled out her her grad dress and she's like what is this a size 10 and she's like it's a six what the Who was I? It was so funny. Yeah, just relevant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Literally, it was like eight feet down the corridor there uh, where that happened. But you are playing Bingles and the Tooth Fairy. And that's what we're going between is those two costumes there. Yes. Is it fun? Yeah. The costume change? Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, well, it, it's nice that it's an entirely different look. Like the Tooth Fairy actually mm. has oh different hair, too. It's a Different wig. hair. Yeah. Oh, it's wow. a great wig. Yeah, so as a performer, I always really love playing multiple different characters in a show because I like to find different mannerisms for them, different voices for them and stuff. So that's kind of my favorite part. And the costume always just like really helps that as well. So yeah. That's amazing. Okay, so people are going to want to come see this just from the infectious chatter and the fact that there's a 
bumbling, stumbling four-year-old <laughs> out there on the stage, which I'm just delighted to see. High on sugar. Colleen um, in that bird. <laughs> I want to see Colleen do that. That's... Well, and yeah, like this is again why I thought I was going to be Dave because that's not really how I present uh, necessarily is as a four-year-old high mm. on sugar. I'm excited mm-hmm. to see it. <laughs> oh. Which is funny because like I've, I've seen you perform multiple mm. times. We've, yeah. we've been in yeah. other shows together. And what sticks out to me when you auditioned, not only was your monologue great it was very bumbles yeah it was very bumbles i, I think that, that was time. like the first thing it was like oh colleen could play bumbles and then i went back into deep into my memory and recalled an frc fundraiser oh my god many 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 moons I ago think the only one i did for them. potentially yeah. at the opera center yeah. and i remember this i think we knows yes it the song that you sang and i was like it's this is song. it this is it. That's Bumbles right there. So knowing that like Colleen isn't necessarily a four-year-old stumbly child. But there's definitely a goofy side in there because mm-hmm. in that song, I make a lot of penguin noises. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. I can't wait to see this. <laughs> okay, but that song's... Anyway, and yeah, but there's a lot of singing as I run around the stage and cause chaos. And then Santa gets a little bit of his Elvis groove on, which you're going to love seeing Robin doing. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's great. It's a great number choreographed by Kaylee Richards. (laughs) I will tell you this. I am mostly excited about this production because I have never seen the majority of these people perform. I have never seen Robin perform. I have never seen you perform. Mm -hmm. And I have never seen Rico perform. I have seen only these people on the backside of a production before. Mm -hmm. So... Why would you look shocked? As I though, am shocked. Like, I haven't done a lot of acting lately. You guys. Also, guys, I don't see a lot. I don't go to a ton of shows. Th- this is a new yeah. thing for me coming out and seeing as many things as possible. Hmm. DIY theaters shows, especially this year. So to that end, I know it's going to be exciting. Mm-hmm. I'm excited to see it. But why should the average person go see this show? Why should they take the time from the 21st to the 24th to come see one of these productions at the Birch Church Theater? Because of the Christmas magic. Yeah. Christmas magic? Do you love, do you want Christmas joy? Yes, then come see it. Christmas also, joy? Or do you have tiny children that you want to entertain for an hour? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. totally it. Mm-hmm. Go. <laughs> yeah, from the practical position, yeah, it's a great way to bring uh, younger people to the show. It's very uh, younger people friendly, very family friendly. Mm-hmm. It's a great way to get everybody out of the house for an hour, especially you have if you have uh, other family in town visiting for the holidays. But I will say that we also give something to the adults in the show. Not saying <laughs> that it's inappropriate, but we, we've Disney-fied the show. The fact that we'll have little winks and nods for the older folks in the audience. So hopefully everyone can come out feeling oh, that was a lovely, just enjoyable, happy, magical way to spend an hour. It fills me with Christmas Mm -hmm. joy. It gives me some Christmas magic. It's been a a tough time this year for a lot of people. There's a lot going on in the world. So just come to the theater, enjoy, immerse yourself in Santa's workshop, and just let the Christmas magic wash over you. Yeah. And what do you hope audiences take away? Because I always say good theater should change you in some capacity. It gives you an opportunity for the catharsis. It leaves you questioning and thinking about things in a new way. How does Bumble's big Christmas adventure satisfy that as a theatrical production to go and see? I mean, I don't want to give away the end of the show. <laughs> <laughs> the end of the show will change you. <laughs> well, I mean, the, there it is a kid's show. So there is like yeah. a moral to the story that is not like not hit over the head serious kind of but yeah no bumbles goes on a journey and learns stuff about christmas mm-hmm. so yeah hopefully the audience comes with us that's great does it mm-hmm. maybe give the audience an opportunity to also think about their own relationship with christmas yeah mm-hmm. and then think about that when they drive home because remember i'm going to be driving for 40 <laughs> minutes with my kids <laughs> And I want something to talk mm-hmm. to them about mm-hmm. when I say, you know, when I asked Kaylee, Shelby and Colleen about this show and I said, what do audiences take away as a question to ask themselves? Mm-hmm. This was their question. I just hope that people come away believing. I think that's going to be different for every single mm-hmm. person that comes to the show. But just believing in something, whether that be Christmas, mm. Santa themselves the good in other people Mm -hmm. that there is still in the world it is there you just want to hold on to that feeling it's a hard time to have that message being out there and to like sell it to an audience it's a really hard time Mm -hmm. like at least with my teenager 
Yeah. You know, trying to, failing to explain the world to her. And yeah, it's hard. It's it's hard. But I think another great message that the show depicts so beautifully is the magic of connection, yeah, which is really important. Right I really now. hope that that people come away with that is yeah. that they, yeah, believing. That's mm-hmm. a really good way of putting it, that there's good stuff out there around not just this time of year, but all year round. Mm-hmm. Cool. Dare I say persisting also? <laughs> okay. They will definitely learn about the value of persistence. That's, that is a little bit over the head. <laughs> I think a lot of kids already know about the value of persistence, especially at Christmas time. I mean, if they don't, there's a whole song for them. So. Yeah. And, re- and, reprise. and a reprise. <laughs> and a reprise. Yeah, the great prize is that there was a reprise. <laughs> and then is there anything that's going to happen in this production that audiences might miss that someone who's listening to this podcast would get a chance to... Th- to look out for and keep their eye out for so that they don't miss that thing? I can't even start to begin to list all of the things that oh, happens. Oh, so come see it twice. It come, <laughs> honestly, I've seen this a handful of times now already. Mm-hmm. And every single time I'm watching, I'm like, I didn't even notice that before. And maybe it's actors trying out something mm-hmm. different, but there's just so much that's happening on stage mm-hmm. that's, either directly related to what is happening in the scene or not so directly related that's to what's happening. But I find it still so delightful. We did a run through yesterday. We're getting into one a couple of our last rehearsals and like I'm still laughing at moments in the show and I've read the script. We've talked about it many times. We've seen it I've seen a preview of it in Airdrie already and I'm still finding it delightful so you could see this show probably 50 times and still find something new that you would have missed the time before come every day there is only four days you get to come and see this show mm-hmm. yeah because it's five shows five shows five shows yeah, there's a but there are five performances mm-hmm. well there's also a sixth performance for school kids that's Excellent. happening on the 20th so you guys get to do it six times but the mm-hmm. general audience who's listening to this is only going to have five opportunities to see this show between the 21st and the 24th link to the tickets is in the show notes because we cannot say links any long it is impossible to say the link to a show ticket Mm -hmm. (laughs) like you just go to all of these characters and a couple hashtags and (laughs) a bunch of weird characters i can't even pronounce (laughs) but live theater much like a ticket link is an ephemeral thing that Mm -hmm. exists in one space for one time only and even if you've seen the 2011 production put Mm -hmm. up by storybook very different this will be a completely different experience in a new space with new people doing new things in a new look. Like back at the Easterbrook Theater when they were doing cookie cabarets there, risers that you put together yourself, very pump house style, uh, and chairs that you'd stack on the risers yourself in a very, like, flat, dark playing area. Burt Church is huge, big, lovely, like, just gorgeous theater. So it's so comfy to sit in the nice padded chairs. There's a big concession. There's a big lobby. It's like a a really nice theater going experience like before you see the show Mm -hmm. just getting to sit down in something comfortable says a lot about theater and where we are at and what we're willing to do to watch our friends on stage no yeah come some (laughs) sit in a beautiful theater and see great entertainment as opposed to come and sit in a terrible theater on hardwood seats to get Mm -hmm. entertained like we were relegated to that for many years Mm -hmm. and it's slowly improving Mm -hmm. with with elbow grease and hard work Mm -hmm. things have changed and i'm hoping that companies like diy theater can continue to grow and develop and get more funding of the like that they've gotten for this production please pay the price for admission, come see the show, buy a concession item, and enjoy every moment of the spectacle before you. Thank you so much for your time. (laughs) Thank Thank you. you.